This, this, this is, 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 is. Fight Disciples. It's Tuesday night. We're up the top of the tower. It can mean only one thing. We are the Fight Disciples. And welcome to the best 60 minutes of Merseyside fight news. You will hear... All week, that is guaranteed, by the way. And what a show we've got for you tonight. Some cracking guests lined up on a big weekend for Merseyside fighting. Coming up later, I'm going to be speaking to the man himself, Chris Fishgold, who heads out to UFC Stockholm this weekend for his third fight inside that famous octagon. He's got a big fight over in Sweden against Makwan Amir Khani, a big name in the a mayor version of the UFC at very least. A big scalp opportunity for Chris Fishgold. He's coming up later on in the show. We're also going to catch up with TV star, come Olympic superstar, come future world title contender, Natasha Gionis. Tash is back on July the 12th on a star-studded bill at the Liverpool Olympia MTK return. And I tell you what, they've absolutely packed it with scousers. And just looking down the list now, world title contender, world title contender, world title contender, world title contender. They're all on there. It's going to be absolutely the place to be on July the 12th. Tasha's coming up in part two of the show. She's going to tell us how she's been training, how she's been looking uh, ahead of that big return on July 12th. And you know what? I'm also going to get her talking about the main man who returns this Saturday night, Liverpool's very own Ring Magazine belt champion, Callum Smith, the WBA Super World Super Middleweight Champion, I got that right, and the WBC Diamond Belt Champion, of course. The world number one, Callum Smith, boxes on the AJ undercard, co-main event in New York City at Madison Square Garden, takes on Hassan Ndam. The only way to start the show, isn't it? That's what you've come here for. Let's get him on the phone right now over in New York. Callum Smith. Here we go. The first defence, the world number one. How's it going, man? How's how's New York City treating you? Yeah, it's settled in over the weekend, man. Ready to go. Where have you been training over there? Uh, Where? Yeah, yeah. What gym? Uh, Mendes. Mendes Boxing Gym. Oh, right. Where we are. I think Stephen used it when he boxed to Brazza. Yeah. I know the people there, so... Enough. Are you uh, getting a full night's sleep? Not missing the baby? Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it's been all right, to be honest with you. I've been you know, just trying to just stay up past like half ten, eleven, and then been sleeping through till like half seven, eight o'clock. So the time difference doesn't been too bad, which I didn't expect. I didn't expect to be as bad as LA. When we went to Colorado, it's a bit of a nightmare. But East Coast it isn't as bad. So no. Nice not getting woke up by Albert as well. To be fair. <laughs> Is it obviously the first time away from the baby as well? You're the, you finding it tough? Yeah, um, yeah, a little bit. Obviously, I think just when I get close to a fight, I, I start missing normal life, just being a normal person, being able to get up and go to cafe and eat what I want and stuff like that. So you kind of just miss your normal life when you're when you're away and fight week and stuff. But obviously, I miss home and miss you know, my family and stuff. But I'm used to a job. I've boxed away so many times, and it's good to. Get away, fight week, and I can fully focus on fighting now. And no, I don't have to worry about being selfish. I can go to the gym, come back, go and sit in my room and be antisocial, and not have to worry about you know, being boring or keeping other people happy. Of course. Listen, talk about being boring. The last nine months, did you did you expect things to slow down that much after winning the World Boxing Super Series title and the Muhammad Hadley Trophy and your first world title belt? Did you expect to spend nine months waiting around? Not not nine months. Obviously, it's longer than what I expected. But you no, know, the plan was to obviously enjoy me win and then 
go missing for a bit and become a dad and just like I said I, I like being a normal person a lot of the time and just doing normal day to day things and I enjoyed it for a few months and I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of it and not seeing Eddie getting a bit of stick over the, over the past few months saying no ways can't Smith you're doing this great and stuff and well, the first few months was was personal choice but then I've been back in the gym most of this year and looking at the dates and probably could have boxed a little bit earlier there was a few other shows so they offered the one that that's just been the weekend what Devin Haney was on they offered a couple of others and just this one Madison Square Garden just seemed that little bit more appealing and I know it was a little bit later than all the other shows but Hopefully it's worth the wait. It's it, it's got a little. It adds a little bit more than just another fight. Normally face defence. It's at Madison Square Garden, which ticked another box for me. So yeah, it's a little bit longer than I'd like, but hopefully you know it's it's, a, it's another another thing done in my career. What I always wish to do. Yeah. In regards to Madison Square Garden, it's obviously your first time boxing there, and we know what you're like with firsts. You know, first English yeah. title fight, world title fight. You know the the British title fight. The European title fight when you fought in in California, your first time in America. There's a there's a there's a habit here of first round victories as well. Are we going to get another first round victory Saturday night? Listen, I'd, I'd love it. I'd take it if the opportunity comes. But no, and and Dan, I've I've spied on him well. He's he's got fighting experience. He knows where about the ring. He know he knows what to do. And he's been in some big punches. You now he has a good win over Katie Stevens and. He lost to Lemieux, and though he got put down off Lemieux and Quill, and he, he keeps jumping back up. His yeah. recovering skills are, p- are pretty good, and survival skills are pretty good. And I think through sparring him, I think he, he he probably know he can't afford to stand with me. So I think he'll get on his bike and try and make it as hard for me as possible to tag him and land clean. So I've just got to be switched on and be sharp and have good time. And I think when I do land, I, I, I can't hurt him and I can't get rid of him. If it's round one, I'll take advantage of it. If it's you no know, later on in the fight, I've got to just stay patient and say, I'm here to do a job and that's leaving. There'll be a world champion Sunday morning. Of course. As you say, there's a lot of eyeballs on this fight because it's AJ's New York City yeah. debut as well. It's perfectly set for someone like yourself to steal the show. Yeah, exactly. And that was the one of the, you know, the factors of us waiting a little bit longer to get on this show. Madison Square Garden's a, that's an iconic venue and, and Anthony Joshua's show probably gets a little bit more more attention than any other show in the in the calendar. So to to be to support a, such a massive show where there would be a lot of eyes on it and you know, being realistic, the big fights for me are over in America as in the other champions and possibly Canelo and stuff. So I do need to impress the American audience and I'm going to sit and say, no, I'm the best in the world and I'll beat anyone. I've got to go out and show it and make the Americans think that's why he's number one in the world and you know, that's why he's being magazine champion. So... It adds pressure, but I've always felt I've thrived on pressure. I always feel like I perform better when I'm up against it, and I've got a point to prove, and oh, this Saturday definitely is that. As you say, you, you always do seem to perform better when the pressure is on, and you know, while and Dan stands up, stands up as a, a legit opponent, the names you're talking about there, you know, the, the potential for a Canelo fight in September or in May next year, you know, they're absolutely legacy-defining fights, and when you when you're that close, when you when you're touching stuff like that, obviously I know there's conversations going on behind closed doors. That that must be kind of a weird pressure where you're like, I just need to get this guy out the way first, and then that conversation can continue. Yeah, it is. I say it is pressure, but I believe it's pressure that I've had throughout my career. I've always believed I was going to be a world champion and be in the position I am today. But every fight along the way has been a potential banana skin, and if I'd lost any fight. At my first 24, then I wouldn't be sitting where I am today. 
So I treat every fight as a must win, and if I don't win this fight, then there's no point in me even mentioning the likes of Canelo's and stuff, and them fights are possible, and what I've got to do is just keep winning, and the more I keep winning, the closer them fights will come, and the attitude I've had my whole career, and in terms of opponent, I've always, I'm not really a big, a big studier, I leave it down to Joe, and I've always just felt that if I concentrate on me, and I do what I'm good at, and the best version of me turns up, I can beat anyone on the planet, and that's my attitude this weekend, I've just got just stay on track, and the the, the big fights with your Canelo, they're the ones that excite me and motivate me, but it's pointless if I come unstuck the weekend, so I'm I'm fully focused, and I don't really like talking about the future, because I say uh, any man can, can, can cause an upset, and Dan's definitely you know, a lot of opponent, but the Canelo fight, they are the ones that excite me, and you know, I'm going to sit and speak about that, and I've got, I should be good enough to you know, wipe him down out and look good doing it. Yeah. After you beat George and you, you know you announce as the world number one, the ring magazine belt, everything else that comes with it, did you have to go away and and reevaluate your career in terms of okay, I'm world champion now. I, I finally got here. I finally achieved that dream. You know, I, I'm the world number one. I need to set new goals now. I need to sit down and go. Yeah. This is what I want to do next. Yeah, definitely, and that's what I found a little bit strange ever since. You know, I was a little boy in the tunnel of always them to being world champion it was always the top of the mountain and everything everything I've ever done and everything I've ever won I, I always say I'm not one to not to milk anything I've won British titles everything and I've never been fully satisfied with it it's always been a step towards being world champion and when I finally got there it was kind of like what now I, I always mm. thought no, I, could, I, I always thought I'd be in a position where if I won a world title I could retire and I'd be satisfied and when now I have one of the things and had there's still more I can achieve there's more goals I want to set myself and it has opened more doors up I want to unify I want to be involved in the big fight I want to, I want to fight the big names in the division so although I did think it was the top of the mountain now I've got there there's a little bit more to do and there's a lot more goals I want to set myself and I feel I have reached the position I'm in now with, without putting too many miles on the clock and I still feel fresh, I still feel young, I still feel like I'm I'm only just hitting my prime years, so I want to make the most of them. I want to test myself and I want to retire in a few years. I want to I want to know how good I am and not not have any any little things in the back of my mind, any decisions I should have took, fights I should have took. I want to just maximise my potential, which I feel every boxer does and I feel I'm in a great position to do that over the next few years. Absolutely, yeah. And th- would that potentially include a a move to light heavy. I know you do twelve stone, but regardless of the rumours, you do twelve stone, you know, yeah, pretty comfortably. No, but does it include a move up? Yeah, definitely. You know, no twelve stone. I'm growing all the time. I've, I think, you know, it, it, it's getting a little bit tougher this time. And if you look at the frame, I am, I am big enough to move to one seven five. And when I mentioned before about the, the goals and things I want to achieve, rather than, you know, just winning a world title, a two eight world champion is something that. Well, not many people get to do, and it is a goal, a challenge that I have set myself. But for the time being, if I can do through the middle, I can still perform, at it and there's still stuff for me to achieve. And until that changes, you know, then I'll move up. So I, I'm not, I'm not ruling one seven five out. But not for the time being, I am a super middle, and I do feel there's still, still big fights, and I, I do want to cement myself as the number one in the world before stepping up and trying to become a two eight world champion. I know, obviously, yourselves and all the brothers are, are massive Liverpool fans. Will you allow yourself to watch the Champions League final in the afternoon or will you switch it off or you stay away from it and, and yeah, stay no, focused? I'll watch it. I think 
I'll fight. I think every fight's different, and fight I like to just keep everything as normal as possible. I like to switch off from boxing until until I'm on my way to the arena. Then, you no, know, the brothers and you no, know, few my family will be over, and I'm sure we'll find somewhere to watch the match. And they just switch off from the fight, and it'll probably help me rather than just sitting in my room and when you're sitting alone, you do you want man does drift onto the fight. So I'm quite glad it's done in the daytime over here. Sit and watch that and relax a little bit and then hopefully it can be a good double for the city. Yeah, let's just hope it's not a Istanbul thriller. Let's just hope yeah. it's a comfortable 4-0 <laughs> win over Spurs, wrapped yeah. up in the first 15 minutes. That'll do us, then you can relax then. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Just on that point as well, um, obviously I had Stephen in the studio just last week and I mentioned it to him as well. Is the, is the chance of you defending your world title at Anfield completely dead? Is there a chance that could, could come back again? No, I think that it, there's a chance. I just think with this year, I think there's a certain time of the year which Anfield allow, and this year it just didn't really make sense for everyone. But I'm sure next year we can try again and provide I'm still world champion, which I plan on being. No, maybe I'll be a bit, bit of a bigger draw this time next year. Who knows? But no, it is something I would love to do. No, I haven't given up on it just yet. I do feel as a city we can get a we'll get a show there and get a fight on there and. I don't just speak for myself, I think I speak for every fighter in the city. It will be a dream come true for all of us. So I'm sure I'm with the right team, I've got the right people around me to make that make that happen and I keep trying as long as I'm still fighting. Yeah, exactly. So what we'll do is we'll give Canelo the rematch next May. Do him in September, yeah. we'll give him the rematch in May at Anfield. Made for it. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? With it being Anfield as well, we'll probably get Paul, your Paul to make a comeback, even if it's a four round, yeah, and he exactly. can't let Anfield pass him by. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think it would be Anfield. Absolutely. Listen, fantastic speaking to you, my mate. Enjoy the rest of fight week. You not listen. You don't need me to tell you, but this entire city that I'm ringing you from now is absolutely behind you, 100. Um, percent We want a Champions League final victory, and then we want a Callum Smith clean knockout. Uh, that'd be the sensational weekend for everybody. Thank you so much, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, nice one, Nick. Enjoy it, mate. Speak to you soon. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Coming up after the break, Natasha Jonas. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you just join us, you've just missed the main man, Callum Smith, out in New York City ahead of his big world title defence this coming weekend. What a phenomenal performance we're all hoping for, of course. And uh, as I teed up at the start of the show there, there's also a big car going down in this city next month. A huge bill with MTK. I'm speaking right now, I'm delighted to say, to Callum Smith's teammate, Natasha Jonas, who joins us on the line. Tash, thanks so much for your time. And must be weird for you this week. Obviously, you've got a fight coming up in July, so you're obviously still in camp, but Joe and the rest of the team over in New York. So is it, are you training yourself? Are you working with somebody else? Um, I'm doing um, a lot of my strength and conditioning work with, with somebody else, but Johnny also sends me stuff over, and I'm just back in the rotunda. You can't get rid of me. Oh, I love it. Back in your roots. I'm going to go and do them on Friday, sorry, as well. Brilliant. Are there, are there any girls at the rotunda at the moment? Have there any other girls coming through? There's some younger ones, yeah. Um, no no adult females um, that I've seen. But, yeah, there's some younger girls, which is always good to see. Yeah, of course. Listen, before I come on to, on to your fight and, and returning so soon on this brilliant bill, uh, I've, obviously we've just heard from Callum there. I want to get your take on, on Callum and his, his, the big opportunity he's got this weekend, obviously fighting on the uh, co-main event on the Anthony Joshua Bill in, in Madison Square Garden. This is what he deserves, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, you know, I, I, think, I don't even think we've seen the best of Callum Smith yet. And um, he's he's now opening himself up to the American audience. So um, 
it won't be long before they try and capture him, but he'll always be hard. Yeah, absolutely. Good opponent for him as well, Hassan Dendam. You know, people know about him after his fight with Martin Murray recently, but tough come forward. That's the kind of opponent we want for Callum to showcase his talents, isn't it? Yes, definitely. I don't really know too much about him, to be honest. Um, I did see him against Martin Murray, but yeah, I think, you know, Callum just sticks to what he does and what he does best. You know, the 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 catch encounters and the long shots and the, and the body shots, I think. I don't think he he'll have much of a problem, but yeah, it's just it's just you know Callum's Callum. He's, he's dead laid back. He's dead relaxed. He, he'll do what he does. You've obviously been around him during the, during the fight camp. We've we've just heard from him. Then he sounds like he's in great spirits. He's enjoying his time in New York. He's really looking forward to Saturday. But have you seen a change in him in the gym since he became world champion? Since he got the ring magazine belt and everything else, have you see, have you seen him go to the next level? Yeah, I think I think. Callum's like he's like a he's like a silent assassin. He, he just gets by in all in, in all his, his um, training. He doesn't say much, doesn't do much. It's when you watch him that you can you see how good he really is. Like his his technique when he's on the pads on the um, on the bag. It's it's little it's the tiny little things, the micro things that you see that you think, wow, he is something special. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of something special as well, obviously I want to ask you about your old adversary who's also on this New York bill, uh, looking to unify the belts in the lightweight division, Katie Taylor. Um, going into this fight, I was talking about it earlier in the week, Tash, on our Fight Disciples podcast show. Uh, and I and, I'm, and for me, this is the best fight on the card. What, what's, your, what's your opinion of Delphine Pearson? Do you, do you agree with me that this could be the one that steals the show? Again, I haven't seen much, but Katie always, always manages to put on a show. So... Um... I wouldn't be surprised if we see another spectacular performance from here as well. Um, I don't think there's, I think there's only one fight maybe that I've that I've seen, maybe two, that like she hasn't performed as well as I thought she could have. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, you know, how how many fights deep is she? And she's she's performing really well. So um, yeah, I think, um, like I say, I don't, I, I haven't seen much of of Parsu, and she's someone I've had my eye on, and I, I and I've seen bits of, but not much. Um, but yeah, it should be. An, it's it's a great card. Yeah, great card to be fair. It is. Yeah, there's some as you say. There's some really good other lads on there, like the Josh Kelly and Buatzi and people like that as well. Um, it really is like a bit of a, a British and Irish invasion in New York this weekend. But come back to your fight then on July the twelfth. It's been confirmed. Liverpool Olympia, uh, MTK will rock into town for a big show there. They, I'm not sure about the UK TV deal at the moment. I think it might be going on IFL, but it's certainly on ESPN Plus over in the US. Rocky Fielding's on there, Martin Murray's on there, uh, Jazza Dickens in the main event in a, in a version of the European title, Jed Carroll, John Quigley, a couple of debutants, and then uh, Craig Glover makes his big comeback on there as well. That's just the Liverpool kind of connection. It's a cracking card, Tash. Were you surprised when you seen the lineup? Or, or, you know who's going to be on there? I was, and you know what? I, I put it. I put it out the other day myself on some of my social media, and people are saying, "Is the Olympia going to be big enough?" Because there is some amazing, amazing fights on there, and, and as you say, there's people who are making the debuts, people who are fighting for titles. So, like, yeah, it's 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 unbelievable, God. It is, yeah, yeah. As I say, at the moment, there's only one opponent named, and that's Nathaniel May, the Australian, who's twenty and one. He's coming over to take on Jazza for that IBF. European belt. Any indications, Jeff, and opponent for yourself? We haven't. Um, we had a few names for the last show I was supposed to be on. Um, so we'll, we'll, they'll, uh, MTK will be trying to contact them and, and anybody else. But 
it's one of them things like where I'm at at the, at the minute. Anyone who wants to fight, I'll fight. Yeah. So. Obviously, you've you've bounced back in style early in the in the year in March with the the win over Mashori at the Echo Arena. How good did it feel just to get that one get that one out the way? Yeah, I think I I got a bit of criticism for being a bit cautious, but I think that was only that was I was just proving to myself that I could now that I, I, I'm back and I'm comfortable and I, I I know what I did wrong last time. I'll just put it right and and keep working on on my strengths as well. Yeah, have you gone back and watched the Obanov defeat, or can you can you not bring yourself to see it? I still can't bring myself to watch it. <laughs> I've seen bits of it, um, but yeah, it's it's it was, yeah, it's painful. It's still painful. Is it the bits you've seen now? You know, it's not like you come away from it and thought, "Oh, wait a minute, that, that was me on point tonight." Because it clearly wasn't you on point that night. It was you on a really no, bad night. Not. So, you know, there's got to be you've got to be able to watch, see bits of it and think, "Well, you know what? Why am I doing that? I would never do that. I would never do this." You know, it really was you on your worst night almost down in Cardiff. So, that's got to give you a bit of confidence to think, "You know what? That wasn't the real me, and I'm going to show the yeah, world definitely. the real me now." Definitely, definitely. And I think the, the bits that I've seen, it was enough to make me think I can't even watch this anymore because it so wasn't me. So that's why I did turn it off. But, you know, I've, I've, I've learned from it. I've got to move on from it as well. Yeah, absolutely. What's the, what's the plan for the rest of this year? Obviously, you've got this, you, you've had one back at the Echo Arena. You've got this MTK card in July. Would it be to look to titles again towards the end of 2019? Definitely. I think, um, I think I'm pretty sure Eddie's doing another show in Liverpool. Hopefully, I can jump on that. Um, and yes, you know, three wins back puts you back in contention. So I'd like to think that I'd be higher up the rankings and hopefully challenging for, for more belts. Great stuff. Well, listen, that's the boxing out the way. Let's curb that for a second now. Let's talk about the other area of the art world where you are absolutely running away with it at the moment. And I am, of course, <laughs> talking about Clink on Five Star, which if you don't know, if you're not watching it already, where have you been? Tasha's a superstar oh, on the small team, screen now as well. Are you enjoying it? Because honestly, I think you're absolutely brilliant, Tony. Do you know what? The first, the first few episodes, I'm not really in it that much, and I'm in the background doing a lot of stuff. Um, and I, I, I come out with like one-liners, and I was forgetting the one-lines, and I all night I'd have one line to remember. I'd practice them, I'd be fine, and then as soon as it'd come in the cameras on my face, I just couldn't say it. So, but as the episodes went on, and I got more comfortable with the girls and everyone around me. I got into it and it was giving me more stuff to say and I was I was made up with myself but it was it, it, the cast and crew were unbelievable I think like a lot like take me ass off to them because a lot of hard work goes on that you don't see to making a programme and um, a lot of people supported me and helped me go through and helped me learn because that's obviously something I've never done before Yeah, something you're going to pursue though in the future because you know I don't know whether it's because you know, you're throwing hands in the gym at one stage or you're holding pads or whatever, <laughs> so you're kind of in your world anyway, but I yeah, think, you know... Yeah, comfortable in the character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, boxing's always going to be my bread and butter, but if there's any more opportunities come along, I'd, I'd happily take them. It was a, it was a good experience. Because there's know, a rich history of, of boxers working as extras and being in TV shows. Obviously, Jamie Moore was in Peaky Blinders and... Stevie Bell was be, has been in everything, Coronation Street, Emmerdale, all kinds of stuff. The Manchester lads seem to be thick, to be stuck right into it. But I just think we've had value and, and it was actually Bell, Bell, of course. You got me the part. You're joking? He was the one who got you the part in Clink. 
Yeah, he, 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 he messaged me. Someone had messaged him from the production company and he messaged me saying, oh, would you would you ever think about acting? You know, there's a part come up here that you might be interested in. I was like, oh, I've never done it before. And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. And I ended up in Creed. So <laughs> would you go for it? I was like, oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll have a go. And I went for the audition and got it. Amazing. And obviously, as you say, then you've enjoyed it. Obviously, we're still in the middle of season one at the moment. I don't know what's happening with your character, but is there a chance you might be in season two? Hopefully, yeah. I, um, I think there's there's been good reports. We've had good feedback and um, the critics seem to like it. So, um, yeah, we'll see if there's a season two and hope, I've got no reason not to be in it. At some stage, you're going to have to knock someone out, surely. You've got to write that in. <laughs> I'm trying to get myself longer so I can stay in it if it's a season three. Yeah. <laughs> Beat up one of the screws or something, yeah, and get yourself a, a longer sentence. Uh, it's amazing, though, and it? it's great that obviously you're spreading your wings a little bit more as well because, you know, at the end of the day, if Bella, you can go and star in a Creed and do a Hollywood movie, then why not? Now you've got a CV. Oh, I first the Baftas and then the Oscars next. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, listen, Tash, enjoy the rest of your camp. Looking forward to this card. As I say, uh, it's going to be absolutely popping inside uh, the Liverpool Olympia. Get your tickets fast because, as Tash pointed out then, the amount of big names on this bill, never mind a couple of debutants as well, means that the 1,600 seats are going to sell out incredibly quickly for Liverpool Olympia. Thanks again for joining us, Tash, and let's catch up again soon. No problem. Thanks, mate. Take care. Tasha Jonas there joined us in on call. Listen, must be weird, mustn't it? Training yourself when you're in the middle of a camp. Your coach is over in New York. Obviously, she's going to be thinking about Callum Smith over there, producing his big performance, keeping your mind focused on a job like that. Must be so tough. And, you know, it's been a tough time for Tasha. You know, she, Katie Taylor's boxing this weekend, and it's the biggest reminder yet of what she can achieve in a professional career. We all think back to the London 2012 Olympic Games, of course, when Tasha and Katie Taylor opened the boxing programme and add an absolute war uh, inside the copper box it was absolutely brilliant and you know Tasha's so decorated in the amateur sport she'll look at Katie as a former rival and know that full well if she can commit herself and dedicate herself she can certainly follow the same kind of career trajectory that Katie Taylor is enjoying right now best of luck to Tash love it to speak to her and if you're not watching it already get stuck into Clink on Channel 5 I think it's Channel 5 star I'm pushing it heavily because my sister's actually in it as well Lindsay Germain is in it it's a strong Liverpool cast in there but it's uh, if you like Cell Block H as a kid like I did then you'll definitely love Clink don't worry about that and as I say let's come back to that Olympia card on Friday the 12th of July tickets are available via MTK via the Liverpool Olympia and all the lads on the card. Let me just run through the lineup already. Rocky Fielding, comeback fight from defeat against Canelo. Martin Murray, comeback fight from lost against Hassan Damu, challenges Callum this weekend. Terry Flanagan, comeback fight for losing against Regis Pergrace in the World Boxing Super Series. Clay Grover, comeback fight since he... Uh, suffered only the second defeat of his professional career against Pejar at the Echo Arena. That shock defeat back in March. Couple of lads there looking for to bounce back in style. Pro debuts for Billy Potter and Jay Hennigan. Tash, of course, on the bill. Jed Carroll, the uh, the, the punching paramedic himself, looks to go eleven and no on that card. Let's fingers crossed that's going to be an eight rounder. Let's get Jed in title contention soon. And I, as I say, up the, up towards the top of the bill, the main man Jazza Dickens. 
uh, takes on Nathaniel May of Australia. That's the only fight that's matched up at the moment. But tickets for this one are going to sell fast. It only fits 1,600 seats, uh, 1,600 punters in the Liverpool Olympia. It looks sensational on TV. I think ESPN are going to absolutely love it when they get to see it. But it will sell out fast. All those guys are big ticket sellers. You're talking about what? One, two, three former world title, four, sorry, former world title contenders all in action on this bill. Definitely not one to miss. If you're in Liverpool around June, July the 12th, make sure you get tickets for the Liverpool Olympia. As I say, they're not going in. They're going to sell really quickly. Coming up after the break. Don't go anywhere. You're not just going to hear me rambling on. Part three. We're going to switch over to Mixed Martial Arts. I teed it up at the beginning of the show. Chrissy Fishgold fights this weekend uh, over in UFC Stockholm. Another big Liverpool fan, of course. I'll get his take on the Liverpool game, see if he's going to watch it before he steps inside the octagon. But he's got a huge fight uh, against... Uh, Makwan Amir Khani, he's only lost one fight in the UFC. Mr. Finland, they call him. Real tough fight for Chris, but what an incredible opportunity for him to claim a huge scalp inside the octagon and claim the second win of his UFC tenure. Don't go anywhere, that's coming up right after the break. Here on Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. If you just joined us, where have you been? You've missed Callum Smith. You've missed Natasha Giannis, but you're tuning in just at the right moment if your thing is mixed martial arts. Because just like Callum Smith is heading over to New York this weekend for a huge fight uh, on the Anthony Joshua undercard at Madison Square Garden, Next Gen Zone, Chris Fishgold, has head out to Stockholm, Sweden, for this weekend's huge UFC card. And what an opportunity it is for Chris. And I'm delighted to say he's just touched down in Stockholm and he joins us now on the show. Chris, how was your flight over, my mate? Oh, it was, it was nice and all, just nice, nice and chilled and early one, like, um, just getting drove to the hotel now as we speak. Um, but yeah, feeling good, feeling good. I caught up with you at the gym uh, at the back end of last week and you were bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. You were pretty much on weight then. Is it nice to fly out? To, obviously, you, you haven't got to go all the way to Canada this time as well. You know, It's a, it's a puddle jump over to, to Sweden there, but your weight's on point at everything. You know, every, all signs are pointing towards a bit of a vintage performance from you on Saturday. Oh, uh, yes, definitely. Like, with Canada, there was a lot of um, things that went into it. You know, um, obviously, it was my UFC debut and um, I had them first nerves, the UFC nerves, um, and not because it was a 16-hour flight, I went over a little bit heavy, you know, and it, it, it cost me, it cost me in the performance, but yeah, this time, you wait, wait, uh, spot on, um, it's literally just, it's only been a two-hour flight, I don't even feel like I'm in Sweden, and uh, yeah, Saturday night, you should see me put someone away nice and quick. Nice main card spot as well. Uh, you know, it's going to have loads of exposure. Great that it's European time. I can see why you're, why you're looking forward to it so much because, you know, this whole city is going to be bouncing on Saturday with the, the Champions League final. But then, you know, fans can get home or, or f- flick the telly over and watch Chris Fishgold over on BT Sports. In fact, it's the same channel straight afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I'm a bit good to this over here, though, and I'm not over there for the match. But, you know... <laughs> um, I'll be celebrating when I come back anyway. But yeah, um, I know a few places in town are um, going to be playing the match. In, um, there's a place called Craft Minded in the Baltic Market. Got yep. Side and, um, yeah, they'll be showing me fight there after that. Obviously, I know you're a Liverpool fan as well. So will will you be able to watch the, the game, Chris? Or you know, do you know what time your cage walk's going to be here? 
Um, I don't. I'm not too sure, but I think the we go to the venue normally around four o'clock if you're the main card. So um, I think I'll probably be in the venue when um, I'll, I'll probably be warming up when when my fight happens. Um, yeah, we're warming up, shaking with nerves, but um, yeah, I think um, I, I'll I'll post it on social media when I find out what time I'm walking out. What will you be most nervous about, Chris? Liverpool getting a sixth European Cup or, or your fight? Oh, I don't know. You know, I haven't seen my opponent yet. I haven't seen how big he is. I'll, I'll let you know about that. <laughs> yeah. Just tell us about your opponent as well, Chris, for anyone you know listening to right now who isn't maybe too familiar with the UFC or, or the roster at all. Uh, obviously, yourself a, a jiu-jitsu black belt, but with, with heavy hands as well, which is why you dominated in Cage Warriors for so long before you went over to the UFC. But you're fighting a guy called Makwan Amir Khan. He calls himself Mr. Finland. Very cocky. Doesn't fight very often, only only kind of fights once a year. What are, his, what are his strengths? Obviously, don't tell us his weaknesses, but what are his strengths? Yeah, his strengths are um, big strengths are in his wrestling. You know, um, out of his five UFC fights, he's won four, lost one um, by a close decision. Um, but yet, I think he's he's more talk than actually um, than, than anything else. He gets in a lot of people's heads, you know, he coming up through this fight camp, he was all over social media trying to get me to bite, you know, saying some uh, some horrible things about me. And, you know, it's it's one of them. I, I don't rise to that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get emotionally attached to the competition. It's only work. So I'm just looking forward, to be honest, to getting in there, sat there and putting one on his chin, <laughs> making yeah. me them words. Absolutely. I think MMA fans from the city who might have attended UFC Liverpool 12 months ago when Darren Till was the headliner may well have seen Makwan. He fought Jason Knight on that bill. A uh, bit of a forgetful performance, though. He grinded his way to a, a three-round decision. And that kind that kind of tends to be his style, isn't it, Chris? He is a bit of a grinder. He is a bit of a, a points-winner fighter rather than a finisher. Oh, definitely, definitely. Like um, I don't think he's, he's got one finish out of his ear. For UFC wins, um, and he does look like he just grinds and tries to make it as boring as possible. But you know, I am, like I said, I, I have I am quite a high caliber. You know, when it get, when it comes to the ground, so I don't think that'll be an issue with me because he won't be able to just lie on top of me. He'll be constantly working, and um, yeah, I, I do think I'll overwork him. And you know, it's a great opportunity for me. I know he's ranked 19th in the UFC rankings. So, you know, he's pretty high up on the world stage. So it'll be great uh, when, I, when I take his place in the rankings, you know, and it'll be good for the city as well. Yeah, it'll be huge for the city, of course it will. You know, it be great to have, you know, two guys in their respective weight divisions really pushing on. And obviously your teammate Molly fights again in a couple of weeks' time. She can make a huge jump up the women's flyweight rankings. But on you personally, Chris, in this featherweight division, which is stacked, there's so many incredible fights out there. Um, what are your goals for the rest of this year? You know, you hope to have another one, maybe even two more fights after this one and try and really jump up into the top 15? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, like, minimum, I want another one by the end of the year after this. But, um, yeah, maybe even pushing two. But, you know, um, I'm not looking past this fight. See, we'll see what happens in this one first and then um, see what opportunities come up after that. But at the moment, I'm just going to play it by year, day by day and just... Um, Enjoy the ride, you know. Getting, I'm getting paid to travel around the world and fight the best in the world, you know. Um, like kids dream of this stuff, and I'm, I'm doing it. So yeah, it's um, 
a great experience and I just want to cherish every moment of it. Absolutely, and to hear you say that, Chris, and talk like that, people that know you and been around you, and certainly your, your teammates at Next Gen know that. You know, there was a time there just a couple of years ago when it didn't seem like the phone call from the UFC from the big show was ever going to come. You were a two weight champion over a cage warriors. You were you dominating fights, winning you know by strikes, winning by submissions. You kind of doing everything. You you look like you you were ready for the next level, but it just didn't seem to be happening for you. There must have been times there when you were grown frustrated with the entire sport, so it's great to hear that you're kind of in love with MMA again. Oh, yes, definitely, Billy. I said, because I've been, I've been a pro since I was 17, and, it, you know, people said I should have been there when I was 21. I was ranked, uh, I was 10 and 0, you know, ranked in the top five in um, the UK, top 20 in Europe, and, you know, it never come down, and I had a bit of time off, and then I ended up coming back, you know, I took a loss, come back, and I kept on winning and winning, and I got my record to 18 wins with one loss and one draw, and I still had nerd not, and it was it was very disheartening. I was getting ready to um, to just call it a day, and you know, seeing other options for me, other jobs, um, other other paths in life. And luckily, um, I, I always said I'd give myself till I'm 25. To um, if I give myself till I turn 26, if I haven't signed with the UFC by the time I turn 26, you know, I'll, I'll do something else. And I got signed a month before my 26th birthday. Wow. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was uh, the, t- the timing was perfect, to be fair. It probably better it come in when I look back now, come later than when I was earlier, because I might not still have been there if I got time when I was 21. You know, I was still very immature. You know, um, I think it come a per- perfect time, and I think I'm going to be here for a long time. Absolutely. I know speaking to you previously, as I say, you've got aspirations to really push on. And it's important for you, isn't it, to break into the top 15 inside the next 12 months, to push on into the top five inside two years. And then hopefully, as you say, a title shot within, you know, three years time, maybe. That's that's vital. That's part of your goals, isn't it? Yeah, well, like we said, when I spoke to you, yeah, I turned 27 on the 6th of June. So it's four days after. It's next week, yeah. I turned 27 next week. So we're... Um, up and yeah, give myself a three-year goal. If I've had a title shot by the time I'm 30, I'll be happy. You yeah. know, but I haven't took much damage in my fights because of my style, so I think I'll be here for a long time. I think I'll still be able to fight up until I'm 40, 45. So, uh, but yeah, I've set myself a goal to, to be a title shot by the time I'm 30 and to see how close I get to it. I think most of Liverpool's fight fans will, will always remember... Um, the night you beat Daniel Timor, obviously it was your second UFC performance in February this year. Um, absolutely incredible moment, and the scenes after you, you sunk in that rear naked choke and got the victory, both with yourself and with your coach Paul Rimmer, um, the, the smiles on your faces. Can, can do you still remember that moment like it was yesterday? Do you hold on to that, and is that kind of what drives you going into fights, uh, you know, against Amir Carney this weekend? That you're thinking, I want, to, I want that feeling again. I want to, I want to see that smile on Paul's face again. Oh, a million percent. Um, you know, obviously I do it for myself, but a big part of it's for the people around me as well. You know, I've got a chance to make everyone around me really happy, and um, you know, obviously for me and my family, make a good future for us, but. Um, yeah, like I said, I've been with Paul since he's sitting next to me and I've been with Paul since I was, uh, what, 15? So we've, had, we've been through ups and downs, you know, and um, at times he, he probably wanted to kill me and I wanted to kill him, but, you know, we love each other and it's still going really strong now and um, look where we are, we're making waves. So, 
yeah, it'll mean the world for me to, to get that win and see the smile on all the faces. How much with a with a you know a, a knockout performance? How much would you enjoy that this weekend? Just because, listen, I know you haven't got to the hotel just yet. You're on your way there now, but I've been around Macwan. You know, people might have remembered him from Liverpool. He's very cocky. He walks around with his chin up in the air when he's outside of the octagon. You know, he feels a little bit like he's God's gift. So he will try and get under your skin over the next few days. And I've got no doubt by the time the bell goes on Saturday, um, you will be thinking about landing one on his chin, as I say, and putting him fast asleep. But for you personally, as a, as a jiu-jitsu guy, as a black belt in jiu-jitsu, is it the submission or is it a, is it a knockout? Because you've had that, you know. Which one? Which one kind of appeals to appeals to you most? To be honest, um, obviously I'm, I'm from a, um, a grappling background with with me black belt, but um, I've, I enjoy striking. If anyone's ever sparred me, they'll tell you I I, I love to stand up. That that's all I want to do. I want to get into wars and. Um, you know, I, I want both. That, that's why I do it for that moment of chaos where you're both swinging. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, he is very cocky, and you know, um, depending on how he acts in the hotel, he might be getting knocked out before. So you know, he's obviously from a from a from a another big gym as well. SBG over in Ireland, the home of Conor McGregor. Um, it, Again, you know, I know you guys are all so proud to represent Next Gen, and uh, and Paul is is blessed to have the team around him that he's got, and you guys have worked so hard. But it must be nice as well for Paul to, you know, to look across the octagon at, at John Kavanagh at SBG and be like, yeah, this is where I belong. This is where we belong as a team. Yeah, definitely. Like um, Paul and John um, speak anyway, but it, yeah, it does because like like the way Paul's always said, um, he's always told me you belong there. As a coach, I've always seen Paul, and I know he, you know, that that's the stage where he belongs. He's the amount of fighters that he's he's coached right up until that uh, to that stage, and then you know a couple of things have happened in the past where you've ended up going separate ways and stuff. But Paul's Paul's the one that's actually got them there. Yeah. So now to be there constantly all the time with me and Molly, and there's going to be more fighters coming through. It's it's a great feeling, you know. It it really is. Any uh, any any final tips for you know fight fans that are going tuning in on Saturday for anything to look out for? Are you going to show us? Is it going to be an explosive start? Are you going to take your time? Are you going to be looking for the back? Um, to be honest, I think he'll come. He always flies. I also think he'll start. He'll fly out. And um, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it yet. I'm, I'm happy wherever it goes, but. I'll probably if he flies out of me, I'll probably fly out even faster with him and um, <laughs> we'll meet on the we'll meet in the middle and she's got a better chin. Absolutely. Going into these things, would you prefer you know, and I, obviously you've you've just highlighted then what you love to do is get in the centre of that octagon, dig your toes into the canvas and let your leather go. So that would suggest a potential fighter the night contender if he's up for it. But uh, I've got a feeling this one could be more of a performance of the night. I think someone could get knocked out or choked out of you. Yeah, 50 G's, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Chris. Listen, enjoy the next couple of days in Stockholm, my mate. And uh, after Liverpool have brought home number six on Saturday, I'll be tuning straight in. I'm sure the whole city will as well to see you do the business and get your second back-to-back win inside the octagon as well. All the best, my mate. Oh, thanks for that, Nick. My pleasure. Damn it.
Chris Fishgold there, join us from Stockholm, Sweden, ahead of UFC Stockholm this weekend. It's an absolutely cracking card, but let me tell you, one of our own is on the main card, and this guy could absolutely steal the show. Amir Khan is well-ranked, as Chris just pointed out, but sometimes styles make fights, and I really, truly believe this young Mr. Finland is absolutely made for our very own Chris Fishgold. Tune into that, and tune back in to me next week. I'll be returning here with a full breakdown of everything that goes on in Stockholm, everything that goes on over in New York with Callum Smith defending his world titles and obviously much more in between. For more from us, get you can get Fight Disciples podcast over on uh, at fightdisciples.com right now. We've got our boxing show, our MMA show, as usual, which we hit you with every week. There's tons of stuff over on YouTube. There's actually a full video, 20-minute long interview with me and Chris over at NextGen. That's available this week over on our YouTube channel as well. And as I say, for more across the week from us on social media, Tune into at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter and at the Fight Disciples on Instagram. I'll see you here next week on Radio City Talk. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.